paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. This week on the True Geordie Podcast, it's the world's strongest man and first person ever to deadlift 500 kilograms, Eddie Hall. Just 24 hours after his arch rival, the Mountain Thor, pulled 501 kilograms in a controversial claim for a world record. And now the two giants have announced that they will settle this once and for all in the ring. I personally think this shouldn't be classed as a world record. Everyone can now set world records at the home gym and record it. And where do you draw the line? I witnessed Thor's dad weighing the plates. We all know how easy it is to, to sort of rig these things up. Now, I'm not saying that happened, but what I am saying is the speculation is there. This rivalry between you two, it's becoming the biggest thing ever to happen to Strongman. He's been around my house. You know, we've had parties at my house in the past. I used to, I used to really like Thor. We were great friends. He became a bit of a monster. Everything had to be his way. He accused me of being a cheat at Will's Strongest Man 2017 and he threw all these accusations out there that the referees were corrupt, the events were changed in my favour, so much bullshit that Thor came out with and put this black cloud around my Will's Strongest Man win. I trained my whole life for this one moment and this guy tried to take it away from me because he couldn't take being beat by a better man. The loser doesn't get a silver medal and stands a little bit below each other on a podium. He's on the floor some, potentially and I think with how big you guys are it stands to reason that one of you is getting Chinned. Where I'm from, we don't deal with things with words. You know, straight away, it's fists up. Let's sort this out like men. And that, that's how I've been brought up. I'm going to leave no stone unturned. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I go in that ring and fucking ridicule this prick. If I'm confident in my head, I'm going to beat you, the, beat the fuck out of you, then you should fucking run. Forget the deadlift. Forget our feud. You called me a cheat. And I'm going to correct that by knocking you the fuck out. This week on The True... Jordy podcast is one of the strongest human beings ever. Former World's Strongest Man 2017, Eddie Hall. How are you doing, mate? Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, Brian. How about you, mate? I'm fucking spot on, mate. I'm uh, delighted to have you on because you are currently one of the most talked about people in the world. Again, uh, your uh, you're old Thor, Thor just pulled uh, 501 and told the world... The massive news that I knew before most people, that you and him are getting in the ring. This is insane, mate. Yeah, um, big deal. Let's just take apart this 501 for a start, because the whole world is calling this a new world record. It's all over Twitter. The mountain's trending. And there is, amongst uh, the experts, a bit of debate about this, as whether or not this is a world record. You hold the world record. What do you think? Um, well, well, firstly, I want to say well done to Thor for pulling 501 kilo, regardless of where it was done and how it was done. I know what that takes. So from me to you, Thor, I just want to say well done, regardless of any of the bad negativity around the situation. Sorry to interrupt you. How did it feel watching that goal? Because it was impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I watched it and I did the 465 and I was like, I, I, I actually did a com comparison video very quickly of my 65, 465 compared to his. And mine was a little bit faster. Um, and then as soon as you pulled the 501, I did another comparison video. And mine was a little bit faster. So I, I guess it was just like a little bit of self-satisfaction <laughs> for myself, really. Um, but yeah, a, a hell of a lift. You know, you can't deny that. Four is a monster. He's six foot nine. He's a, he's a genetic freak. You know, he's destined to pull these kind of weights. You can never take that away from a guy like that. I respect that, mate. But the, like I said earlier, there's, there's so much debate going on in the strongman world about the legitimacy because for those who don't know, these world records are usually done in competition. Now, I take the point that Thor can't be in competition right now, but he's had four years 
since you did that world record where he hasn't done it in a competition and now when it's impossible he's done it in his own gym and people are calling it a gym lift that can you kind of break down where, where you see this as a difference between yours and his potentially if you do yeah well i mean four was planned i mean to be fair to four he did plan to pull the 501 kilo in bahrain i think i believe it was in april uh, the middle of april um and i had no qualms with that you know i was happy i was actually going to attend and and actually commentate that competition and i didn't have a i didn't have a, a word to say about it and then four announced um that he was doing this 501 kilo deadlift uh, you know in his home gym which automatically just just sparked a, a big question mark for me but you know and i always i always look at other sports as well you know you look at the olympics you look at all the olympians training and you know obviously the olympics is cancelled and do you see Usain Bolt or, or Usain Bolt's second man doing runs on his track and getting his mate to referee it and saying it's a world record? Or do you, for instance, there, there was a person who ran a marathon in under two hours and it got loads of um, sort of, as you say, it went trending, it went nuts. But nobody said world record because it wasn't done in a proper marathon. And I believe this is the same circumstances. If you want to break a world record... Then you've got to do it in a competition. Now there are different kinds of world records. There are caught there, are of course. You know, I, I mean, I'd, I've done many world records in, in loads of circumstances, but I would class these as almost circus acts. You know, I've done deadlift. I did a deadlift in a bookstore once with with, and I lifted books. But uh, and everyone's sort of bringing that up. Um, but I will happily say, if you want to diminish that world record and say it's BS, I'd be, I'd be happy for I'd be happy for that world record to go back to Tom McGee. Who pulled it back in Will's Strongest Man back in whenever? But uh, where's the, where where do you draw the line there? Because you know I lifted I lifted five hundred and thirty six kilo of books. Now as far as I'm aware, you cannot get calibrated books, and it's an eighteen inch deadlift. It's a circus act. It's a deformed lift from the five hundred from, from the from the normal deadlift. And as far as I'm aware. Uh, when Tom McGee did the world record silver dollar deadlift in the world's strongest man, you can't get calibrated cheese as well. So, you know, he lifted cheese blocks. <laughs> so there are some things that can be done outside competition and there's some things that can't. And another example would be, you know, Lawrence Shalai has done uh, Farmer's Walk world records on Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records. Firstly, let's just be very clear here. Guinness Book of World Records do not sanction any world records. All they do is report on them. So, and, and Guinness Book of World Records is a business that that makes makes money off showcasing these ridiculous things. You know, they they they, they say how many body piercings do people have and stuff like that, and how far can a cowboy spit? So to to say <laughs> because it's a Guinness Book of World Records, recognize it doesn't make it legit. And you know, even by Lawrence's uh, farmer's walk or his car walk, even every farmer's walk's different. Every car walks different. But my main argument is here, a calibrated bar and calibrated plate and the settings it is done in, in a competition, they can't be, that cannot be a circus act. It just can't be. We spent years and years and years finding a happy place between strongmen, powerlifters, bodybuilders, crossfitters, where we could all come together under one competition, the world deadlift champs, and have it out. And everybody accepted it. All the all the powerlifters, Andy Bolton, the first man to pull a thousand pounds, Benny Magnuson, the current world record holder in the deadlift at the time, they all came to the world deadlift champs, and we all agreed this was the international way to sort of battle it out for who, who can deadlift the most. And I'm afraid this coronavirus is no excuse to change the international way of how a deadlift should be should be recorded. Does that mean, Eddie, if I go in and I take me, I eat me Witterbix and I say me prayers and I deadlift 550 next week, as unlikely as it might be, am I now the world record holder? I mean, it seems that way. I mean, I mean, but that's, I mean, as funny as that may sound, Brian, that's, that's, where, the, that's where the world could go now. You're going to get thousands and thousands of people doing world records on camera with the, the mum and dads saying the down signal and... It, basically, it's open Pandora's box. If everyone accepts this world record, everyone can now set world records at the home gym and record it. And 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 where? Who's to detest it? Like seriously, like where do you draw the line? This is the big problem. For I mean, we don't know what the reaction is yet. You know, I I personally think this shouldn't be classed as a world record, and I think the majority 
you know, let's cut out the 16-year-old fangirls that watch Game of Thrones that are just gobbling four <laughs> off. Let's cut those people out. Let's stick with authority, people in the strongman world. The majority don't recognise this as a world record. And, that, and for me, if it's got a big cloud over it, if it's got like the slightest bit of negativity... I wouldn't do it. I, I would make sure it was 100%. I did see uh, your friend and former World's Strongest Man winner, Brian Shaw, have a similar opinion. Who I, We all respect him, I think. And, and he said, you know, that's the problem. It, this just is a never-ending opening of people who can just claim whatever now because it was on a live stream. Why Why is it taking them four years to break the record then? Why has it just happened now? That's, that's my main question as someone who doesn't have the knowledge you do. Yeah, I mean, well, Fora has said, since I broke the 500 kilo, Fora has come out many times and said he can pull 500 kilo. And he has attempted... 501 kilo before as well and he has failed before in a competition and as you say you know he's had, he's had four years to get this done and it just it just doesn't feel right that all of a sudden there are no competitions and it's got to be done you know i understand that people peak in training and whatever else but this this coronavirus you know the america's already sort of breaking out of this competitions are going to start happening pretty soon and i just don't i just don't think there's any excuse for it to be to be done in a home gym I mean, let me put this this way, Brian. I mean, we've just watched four pull 501 in his home gym. Now, I just want to point out one thing, and people people can speculate all they want. There's a million things you can speculate. But I witnessed four's dad weighing the plates for, for this attempt. Now, and you know what I mean? I mean, I think he was being watched over, but and it was calibrated you know, weights and whatever, and the, the, the scale was calibrated apparently, but we all know how easy it is to, to sort of rig these things up. Now, I'm not saying that happened. I am not saying that happened. But what I am saying is, the speculation is there. And that shouldn't, there should be zero speculation around a world record. Absolutely zero. Now, if, let's rewind to 2016 when I pulled 500 kilo. If my dad had weighed those plates, regardless if they're calibrated, regardless if the scale's calibrated, <laughs> regardless if he's being watched, if my dad weighed those plates that I used on that 500 kilo, would you accept that? Exactly. Uh, uh, just to spin it round and, and turn it on you, because I have seen a few people saying... You know, well, what about Eddie's lift? What about what, what happened with his deadlift? He apparently had his own bar, his own kit. What do you say to that? Because there's a lot of people saying things like that now. I think Thor's fans are coming after you now. Yeah. Um, so what, I'm using my own bar and, and kit? That's what I've seen a few people say, and that, and that the whole day was around you, and that, you know, basically allowances were made, and it was all about you, and you had your own bar. Yeah, okay. Well, I can, I can answer that. That's not a problem. Um, I mean, the bar was the same bar that Darren had. The reason I had the bar in advance... And it wasn't the actual bar I used on the day. Darren Sadler brought two bars, and hang on, I can't remember. How, I can't remember how exactly it happened, but I believe we were building up to this contest, and the, there was a, a, a Ohio Oki bar or something like it was a Ronnie Crane or something like that Oki bar deadlift being used. Andy Bolton had used this bar um, for his deadlift attempt. I'd heard in the past. So had Benny Magnuson. So I got one of these bars. I acquired one of these bars because I knew it was going to be used on the day. And I trained on the same bar that was used on the day. I'm not going to deny that. But the bar that was used on the day was then swapped. I took the bar home that was used on the day and Darren kept the one that was you know, used in, in the gym. But there's, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Benny Magnuson trained on that same bar because he trained in Darren Sadler's gym. Darren Sadler, just sorry, just to bring you up to date, was the promoter, the guy who held this event. He got all the equipment. And um, I think in 2015, when I pulled the world record 463, I believe, just from memory, I believe that the last lift, I had, to, I had to ask for a wooden platform to be put down because the platform was just so badly damaged and the mats were wrong. So the mats were, were lined the wrong way. So basically, these Alico plates are so solid and sort of crisp. If you've got a ridge in, in, the, in the mats, it doesn't roll very well. So I said, to, uh, we had to put this board down in 2015 for me to get the bar to roll and do the deadlift attempt. And then in 2016, I remember it was about two weeks before the show, I rung Darren up and I said, are you using the same platform? He says, yeah. I said, okay, would you mind if I brought two of my own mats? 
uh, just to put down, just so the deadlift rolls nice, because I don't want these horrible ridges in the, in the platform that he had last year. And he said, yeah, no problem. And all it was was two rubber mats. And you can go and look back on my training footage when I was training in the gym. I trained on the floor. I didn't even have a platform. And all I did was put two rubber mats down on, on the floor. And that's what I deadlifted off. And that's what I took. That's what I had delivered on the day to make sure the deadlift was rollable. Because you've got to envision if these lines were stopping the deadlift from rolling and it's affecting people's deadlifting, you know, we want the best chance to, to people to give the best weight. So... Um, those are the only two things I can think of is I did use the same bar that was used on the day because um, Darren Sadler had the same bar and I took mats with me that, that sort of on top of the platform and that, that's about all I can say they were his plates so they were Alico competition plates they were his collars um, and obviously the platform itself was his you know everything, all the underboard and everything all the surrounding and the, the knitting in and how it was made that was all his um, so there's nothing really there that can be sort of give me an advantage as such. This this rivalry between you two, it's it's becoming the biggest thing ever to happen to strongman. I think that's fair. Uh, you are a celebrity in in your own right, and so is he from this Game of Thrones thing, as well as having all the credentials physically. You're now taking this to the next level. We've got. World's Strongest Man 2017, World's Strongest Man 2018, getting in a ring and fighting each other. You know, just to put this into perspective for the people who don't understand, you know, people talked about Andy Ruiz being a big guy in there. Andy Ruiz was 280 pounds in his last fight. Thor is 450. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, fuck me. This is crazy. What made you think, yeah, I want to fight him? What, what does this all stem from? Um, well, I mean, as you just say, you know, uh, by no means is for a small man, you know, he's six foot nine, he's 450 pounds, which, you know, he's over 205 kilo, I believe. Um, he's a giant of a man, he's an absolute giant of a man. It, given the choice, I would never want to fight for, it, it'd, be, it'd be a stupid life choice for anyone on the planet to fight a man that size. <laughs> But th this so is why more, are you doing it then? Yeah, well, this is more personal. You know, it's not about the, the contract. It's not about the money offer. It's not about this stupid deadlift feud that we've got going on. I think it's the fact that he he accused me of being a cheat at Will's Strongest Man 2017. And he threw all these accusations out there that the referees were corrupt, that the, 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 the events were changed in my favour, that I knew the events in advance, that... Uh, that the events were being changed during the contest for my favour. Um, there was just so many, so much bullshit that four came out with and, and put this black cloud around my Will's Strongest Man win. And at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. I thought, you know, so what? I've got the trophy. It doesn't matter what he says. But ever since I've won my win, and especially straight after I won, every interview I did was it wasn't about my win. It was about this controversy. It was... Um, you know, it wasn't like, well done for your win. It was straight into it. Like, Four says he was robbed. Four says you've won this illegitimately. And it's like, you know, I just won the world's strongest man. And every single interview and TV interview I did was based around defending myself. And it hurt me. It genuinely hurt me deep down. It was like, I trained my whole life for this one moment. And this guy just took it away or tried to take it away from me because he couldn't take beating, being beat by a better man. And that's why I want to fight him, because he put a black cloud over my career and has done ever since. And I feel as though, for me, I, I'm never going to get an apology from Four, I know that. And he's never going to admit that I beat him fair and square. But for me, this is my way of putting this to bed. I feel like I feel like if I can rip this guy's head off in a boxing ring, then as soon as he said that, as soon as this contract landed on my table, I was like, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. This is my opportunity to get one back on four. And like he did to me, is to belittle him and for the whole world to see. Make him look an idiot. Because he tried to do that to me. It's funny because even when you go back and watch the Netflix documentary done on you, even back then, which was like five years ago, they highlight Thor as your number one rival in age, in, in ability, and everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming this has been going on a, a while now. Can you take me back to when you first met Thor and, and, and what that was like and, and how the relationship has gone from that moment almost? Yeah, um, I mean, I first met Thor back in 2012, I believe, my very first Will's Strongest Man. And, and 
we've competed against each other numerous times and we've hung out together, you know, we've been out for meals, he's, he's been around my house, you know, we've had parties at my house in the past. I used to, I used to really like Thor, we were great friends. He used to be a great guy and I think there's a lot of people that can back that up, but I feel as though, I don't know what's changed about Thor, but he became this person that, he became a bit of a monster of like, everything had to be his way. And I think that really started at World's Strongest Man 2017 with with all the, you know, the, the sort of bad negativity around that. But I think honestly, like up until that point, me and Thor were fine. We were completely fine. We got on, we talked, we respected each other. I think there's always been that natural rivalry there. There's always been that natural competitiveness. You know, we get on, but I think deep down we're like, you know, you'd, you'd sit and have a meal or, you know, share a bus ride before. You'd get on with him, but afterwards you'd be like, you know, you are my competitor. You know, I want to beat you. So there's always been that rivalry there, but there's always been respect. And I suppose that changed, that all changed in 2017 when it, when he when he called me out for, for, for trying to cheat the world's strongest man with his words. Um, and then it's just gone downhill from there, really. You know, world's strongest man 2018, he brought up a similar situation where uh, Brian Shaw did a deadlift and he tried to get the, the result changed on the deadlift, you know, sort of quarter way into the final. Um, and again, it's just a, a bad attitude of when stuff's not going his way, he becomes this monster that has to stamp his feet. And I'll never forget this, Brian. At Will Strongest Man 2017, uh, uh, the, the very first discrepancy he brought up was um, the Viking press. So, you know, up until this point, everyone was hunky-dory, everything was going smooth. And then four said it was disallowed a rep on the Viking press and... After I'd gone and beaten him on this event, he then brought up the discrepancy with the referees and the officials. And of the court, you know, they all reviewed the footage. They all happily reviewed the footage. And they all said, sorry for, we all agree, you know, you, you should have got disallowed that one rep. Even Magnus for Magnuson said he should have got, he would have disallowed four of the reps. So he would have been way worse off. But I'll never forget the image in my head of four standing over the head referee going purple faced clenching his fists and literally saying to, to, to this head referee, is that your decision then? Is that your decision? Are you sure? You're making the decisions. Are you making the right one? And I just stood there and I thought, fuck me, this guy's an asshole. Like an absolute asshole. And it's just, it's progressed from there. It's got worse and worse with four. I can only imagine the fact that you guys used to hang out together and he's been to your house. Like, this is going to be seriously personal. Before you get in that ring... This ain't going to be two competitors. It's this. This is bad blood. Like I didn't realize it was that sort of bad. Um, and I guess his his rise to fame from Game of Thrones is, is that must have played a part in in that. When you say the ego's growing and he's turning into this guy who can't be told what to do, did you do you think there's a correlation between that fame? Um, I mean, I'd like to say no, but I think it is. I think all that fame has gone to his head. I think you know he turns up at Will's Strongest Man. Everyone turns up with a partner or a, or a physio. Four will turn up with 30 people in blue shirts and they will take over the, the arena. You know, we'll be on the athlete tent. And I remember one year I went to sit down in between events and there wasn't a single chair in the athlete tent because all four's family were sat in the chairs. And I thought, you know, this is just fucking ridiculous. Like the entourage he takes around with him, he walks around with sunglasses on indoors. He's just got that very, <laughs> he's just got that very Hollywood sort of image about him that I hate, and I think all the other strongman hate as well. He's almost become too big time, you know. He's he's above everybody else. He won't he won't hang around with any of other of the other, other athletes in competition. He only hangs around with his you know his his, his clan. Um, if you want to talk to four, you have to ask one of his clan. You can't go to him direct. You know, it's it's genuinely ridiculous, like how bad he's got. All right, so you're you're gonna fight this guy now, and I'm, I don't envy you, mate. And I, you've you've got fucking balls on you. There's no you t you talk about backing up your bullshit. That is that you are my fucking hero. I fucking respect <laughs> you. But this is the thing. Um, you're a beast in your own right, you know. And he's gonna have his hands full as well. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be thinking the same thing walking in there with you. But do you have any fighting experience from this? We've seen you hit pads before. Um, I mean, boxing-wise, virtually zilch. You know, I've done, I've done a, I think I've done one charity match in my life against a reasonable boxer, um, and that is pretty much it. I've had one charity, I've had one charity boxing match, 
I've done little bits of boxing training. I could probably honestly say, I would say in my entire life, I have done less than 50 boxing sessions, as in training sessions. That's the genuine truth. And I mean, in fighting, you know, not proud of my past, but I, I was a, I, I was a, a very sort of jack the lad in my youth. You know, I would love a good scrap. I would purposely go out of my way to get into a scrap. And I'm not proud of that. And I don't wish that, that to sort of be perceived as my personality. I'm not like that. But I did in my youth have a very bad hard man image. I did have that. You know, I always thought that, it, that and that's the way I was brought up. You know, I was brought in my area. If you can knock that man out, if you can knock that kid out in the same year as you, or if you can knock that kid out in the other year at the other school, or if you can knock that kid out the year above you, then you were seen as the hard man. You were respected in my area. Where I'm from, we don't deal with things with words. You know, straight away, it's fists up. Let's sort this out like men. And that, that's how I've been brought up. When something happens to your car, you might say... But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And I suppose, I mean, having two brothers as well, two older brothers, and I can tell you now, and they can back me up on this, they beat the living shit out of me on a daily basis. <laughs> on a daily basis, I, I was beaten black and blue broke my nose scars all over me so i'm i'm not a, you know i'm not no sort of stranger to to fighting and then sort of getting when i was sort of coming out of this hard man image period um i set up my own door company and i, I ran the security in stoke on trent quite a lot of security and by, by jesus christ did i get in some trouble during that period you know and i've got the scars to prove it but in my opinion Fighting on the street doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. You know, what does that prove? If anything, it just proves you're a bit of a, a bit of an idiot, if I'm being honest. And I was a bit of an idiot. Happy to admit that. To then transfer that into a boxing ring, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. The only, the only sort of thing I will say is I can take a hit and I can give a hit. But will that transfer over to boxing? Probably yes. But I will have to forget all my fights I've had for my entire life. All those little scraps, all those little you know, beat me ups in the in the nightclubs and on the street, that all goes out the window because boxing's a different game. Boxing is a game of skill. And this is where it excites me, really, is it's a whole new whole new fucking it's a whole new thing to learn. And I'm quite looking forward to, you know, getting in touch with coaches and start learning the footwork and the ducking and diving and whatever else. I'm gonna enjoy it. And I'm glad I'm gonna enjoy it because it's uh I think I mean, I think, you know, we don't know when this fight's gonna happen. But it's going to be over a year, I'd say, at least. Because, you know, I, I would want 12 months to train for this fight. I'm looking forward to it, Brian. I know that seems daft to say, mate. And, you know, as big and nasty as four is, as you say, you know, you'd have to be an idiot getting the ring with four. I'm not an idiot, mate. I'm just a guy that's got a grudge. And I need to fucking settle it with this guy. I need I need to fucking have a man-to-man -man with this, this man and fucking sort it out. From the second you taught me about that you were having this fight, I've picked up this, like, confidence from you, like... You've just got this inner belief, not not uh, not just about yourself, but also about him. I feel like you feel like you know when it comes down to it, he'll break before you do. Am I am I wrong there, or am I am I on the right lines? No, I, th I think you're 100 percent there. I just think I've got the mental mental sort of approach, a much better mental approach than him. I'm going to outwit him mentally, and I'm going to out outwit him physically as well. There's, the thing is with me, Brian, is if I'm confident, then you're fucked. You are fucked. If I'm confident in my head, I'm going to beat you, beat the fuck out of you, then you should fucking run. Because that's what I did with Will's Strongest Man. I'll never forget Will's Strongest Man 2017. I was the most confident man on the planet. You can look on the interviews. I was I was doing these interviews saying I've already spent the prize money, I've already walked away the title. And the people behind the camera are like, this guy's fucking off his head. But I just had that confidence. And I know, you know why I had that confidence? because I gave it every fucking ounce of my life into training. And that's exactly what I'm gonna do with this fight. I'm not gonna take, I'm gonna leave no stone unturned. I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure I go in that ring and fucking ridicule this prick. There's one thing about you, like I'm, I'm, the more I've gotten to know you over the years and stuff is, um, 
you know, I do think Thor, like you say, is a very gifted athlete and it's, it's, it's almost been handed to him. Whereas I feel like you've had to work a lot harder. I think that would be fair to say than he has. And if there's one thing that blew me away in the first uh, podcast that we did, I came away saying, this guy is the most determined person I've ever met in my entire life. And I've interviewed many world champions and met, like fighters and all sorts, you know what I mean? But that determination you have is going to carry you through this. But um, if you were to sort of analyse Thor a little bit early on now, and you've spent plenty of time with him, is there any weaknesses that you think he has that you'll be looking to exploit? I mean, that's a tough question to answer, you know, because Thor is, I mean, Thor has got to be uh, a sort of solid athlete. He's got to have that mental attitude or else he wouldn't be Will's strongest man. But as you rightly say, he is almost a God's gift with the genetics in that, in that, re in that reign, you know. He has been, he's literally been handed the best genetics on the planet to be the Will's strongest man and to lift the most weights, you know. And I haven't got that. I have not got that. But what I have got is that mental approach of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big you are, how hard you are, how strong you are. I know if I put my mind to it, I will beat you. And that's all that matters to me. There's going to be a lot of people saying he is going to walk this. I can already uh, see in the tweets and all of that, like yeah. the guy's six foot nine. And in boxing, you'd have to say he is more built for it in theory than you in terms of he's going to have a massive reach advantage people are saying already oh if he gets the jab off that's it Eddie, Eddie will not get past that um, what do you say to those people? There's been many a fight in history where the small man has won and I feel as though just having a height advantage it won't be enough to keep me away I mean look at Mike Tyson that guy has destroyed so many people that were bigger and stronger than him he, he's living proof that if you get your head down and, and train right that you can do anything. And I believe, I'm a big believer in that concept. I am going to... I mean, I, I don't know how I'm going to attack this fight yet. I'm not going to give you sort of an analysts of how I'm going to train for this or how I think it's going to go. Um, but you're right. Four has got the reach. He's got the height. And he's probably going to be taught to stand tall and keep me off with a jab. But you know what? We'll, we'll work around that. I think it's my job to sort of go away, think of all attack methods all defence methods, and come in with no stone unturned. And so basically, no matter what he does in the ring, I will have a response for that. I do feel, because obviously this is very different to the YouTube fights, but I think a lot of people are going to be almost looking at it in a way of non-boxers taking up boxing. They'll group it in the same. Clearly this is different because you and Thor are two of the world's best athletes. But you're great strength athletes and boxing is very yeah. different to that. And and, and and we've seen criticism already on Twitter saying these guys are going to gas out in two rounds. It's going to be a terrible fight. It's going to be awful. Um, I, I want to put that to you as well, mate. Like, how do you feel about people saying that? I've got no worries about that. You know, as long as I've got a good amount of time to train for this, I'll make sure I'm fit. I'm already a fit guy. I, I can I can swim and run and cycle and whatever else for a, long, a lot longer period than people think. And... You know, I've done my boxing training, I've done little bits, and trust me, like, I won't gas. I will not gas. I will train hard enough, I'll be prepared for this, to go the three-minute rounds, and, and even go the 12... How many rounds is it in boxing? Is it 12 or 14? People are going to clip that up and post that on Twitter, I'll tell you right now. How many <laughs> rounds is it in boxing? First conversation from Eddie yeah, Hall. Yeah. Jesus, I love it. No, it is... Well, I, I very much doubt you guys would be asked to go 12 threes, uh, mm. whether it be in your first... It's a pro fight, I'm assuming, no head guards. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Eddie, yeah, Eddie Hearn will be loving that. Um, so, uh, it, I guess... You know, the YouTube guys did six threes and they fought hard, you know, like the, the boys went at it. Um, you know, you're going to have to transform your body and I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're already well aware of that. Uh, you were a, a former, you know, champion swimmer. So the gas tank has been there before and I'm sure you can get that there again. I'm assuming you're planning on shedding the weight even more than you already have. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I've got no clue as to what I'm going to... You know, this is completely new to me. You know, this is... We've only been talking about this for a week or so. It's completely new to me. I don't know what body weight I'm going to come in at. I really don't. I don't know. I need to go away, analyse everything, sort of think of an attack and, and stick with a plan, basically. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, at the minute I'm 170 kilos, so I'm about... Uh, top of my head, that's like 27 and a bit stone. 
Um, and I think to walk in the ring at this weight would be a big mistake. You know, I've got to drop a load mm -hmm. of body weight so I can go those three minute rounds. You know, I actually put something into it. Um, the other big thing is, is what, what is four going to do? Because if he comes in at over 400 pounds, I think that'd be a big mistake as well. But you know, people could argue maybe he could finish it within 30 seconds, a minute. You know, it, I think this is what it's exciting me thinking about all these mate. This is like superheroes going at it. I, I think that a few people who are writing it off, I, I'm like, you guys do not understand. Like, people get excited for Tyson Fury uh, and Anthony Joshua. You two make those guys look like children. Like, this is going to be <laughs> yeah. insane. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, if there's one thing I've learned from the YouTube lads who I've sat and watched and we've had all these chats, of, they've gone in there and learned it from scratch like yourself. It's... The ones who surround themselves with the most knowledgeable boxing people are the ones who usually win. You know, the ones who are getting the best training from people who understand boxing and, and, and dedicate themselves 110% and, and don't take time off and don't chance it. Like, you won't, I know. But um, mm. as, a, as a mate, I, I think it's Im imperative that you find the right people to, to learn from. Like Yeah, and I think that's going to be Ford's approach as well. You know, he's a professional. He's... he's He's been a professional in, in his A game, the same as me. So I think both of us are going to go into this with that same mentality. We're going to leave no stone unturned. We're going to sort out, out the best best people. We're going to be doing the best recovery methods. You know, we're going to get the best of everything. So there's going to be... I, I can always guarantee Four is going to go as hard as this as he did at Will's Strongest Man in the, in the 501 attempt. He's going to be gunning for this because, you know what? He's got a lot more to lose than I have. He genuinely has. You know, the guy's six foot nine. He's, he's a huge man. To get beat up by a six foot two and a half guy, and, and, and I don't think he'd ever live that down. So he's going to be training just as hard as this as I am. Weirdly, for once, yeah. you're David, not not Goliath here, you know? Yeah. So I kind of feel like there is going to be pressure on this guy, isn't there? And, and the entourage and all of that in the Hollywood yeah. uh, thing is up for grabs there. But this, the difference with this is, you know, the, the loser doesn't get a silver medal and, and stands a little bit below each other on a podium. He's on the floor, some, potentially. And I think with how big you guys are, it stands to reason that one of you is getting chinned. Um, yeah. Have you sort of played around with that possibility in your head and, you know, thought, well, can I handle this as a man? Because many can't, ego-wise. You know what? I haven't even thought about losing, Brian. It's not in my mentality to think about coming second or or being that guy laying on the floor. I, I, I come in with a plan A, and that's what I'm sticking with. If, if the worst were to happen and I were to get laid out, then you know what, mate? It's like, like I did with Will's Strongest Man. I went against the odds. And eventually I came out on top. So, and this is exactly what I'll do with this. If, and it's a big if, I do go in and I get floored. There will be a, there will be a rematch. I'm telling you now. And if he gets floored, <laughs> if he gets floored, there will be a rematch. Because I don't think we can settle yeah. this with one fight. There's going to be a few. Yeah, I, I like the way you're thinking there. Because, um, you know, that, that gives you guys both an opportunity to put things right, make the alterations that you'd want to make. And they did the same thing with the, the lads KSI and Logan Paul. And ultimately, it'd be great for you two to make a fuck ton of money. The possible damages, I know you're no fucking stranger to being, you know, in danger because of the shit you... I mean, that 500 kilograms was terrifying enough mm. your family you, you know for example how, how everyone's seeing how close you are with your wife how is she taking the fact that you're going to go and fight this guy is, is everyone else okay with it no they hate it they absolutely hate it but <laughs> that's life you know my wife wants me yeah. to stay at home and be safe and look after her and you know be the breadwinner and and that I and mean, that's what that's what all wives want no but nobody's wife wants the husband to go out there and risk the life for for, for a bit of cash you know and I guess that for me, if that were the case, I would say, yeah, you know what, babe, you're right. I'm not going to do it. This is this is a big mistake. But this is more than just money. This is personal. This is me settling a score with an old enemy that needs settling. And and, and my family have got to got to accept that. My mum and dad are getting really upset about it. My wife's getting upset about it. I don't know what the rest of my family and friends think. But no one will change my mind. And they know that. So, And they know like I did for the Will's Strongest Man. I was getting close to death chasing that Will's Strongest Man title. I had a few health scares. And I was told by a lot of family members to back off and, you know, live a long life. It's not worth your life. But no one could stop me, Brian. I wanted that title more than anything. And I was willing to risk my life for it. And 
I feel like the same as this really is no one's going to tell me any different. I'm willing to risk my life to to prove a point. You know, I, I respect that this is it's a it's a good old fashioned straightener in 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 many respects. But one thing that you did say to me after the world's strongest man win was that's it. No more competing, no more, that's it, I'm going to be a good family man. Yeah. And <laughs> three years later, you're like, I'm fighting Thor, you bastard. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, mate. Um, are you missing that training and that competitive edge? Because, you you know, that the animal's inside, you know what I mean? you you got to let it out, I guess. A hundred percent I am, mate. A hundred percent I am. I'm, I'm just glad, I'm so glad I walked away from Strongman. People have given me no end of shit saying I'm scared to lose my title, I'm scared to return. I'm not scared, my, my plan A was to win the world's strongest man and get out. That's always been my plan and I stuck to it. I was 433 pounds when I won the world's strongest man. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Jesus. For my height, I was the biggest man on the fucking planet that day. The biggest man. And if you put that in the stats, I was the at most at risk to have a heart attack, the most at risk to have a stroke, liver, kidney failure. I was, if there's a table, I was fucking in the sky. I was well above and beyond. So that's why I had to I had to walk away from Strongman because I am not six foot nine. I am not a natural giant. I cannot be 450 pounds somewhat naturally. You know, I can't hold that weight as well as four can. So that's my reason for walking away. So yes, you are completely right. For this excuse to sort of get back in the training world and get my head down and get my eye back on the ball, so to say, I'm fucking thriving, Brian. I cannot wait to get yeah. going with this training, because that's what I'm. That's what I'm used to, mate. That's my outlet. Mm. I've always, su I've always suffered with depression, mental health, and training has always been my outlet. It still is now. That's why I'm so big and strong mm. now. I'm not as big and strong as I was, but it's my way of keeping straight and narrow. It's my way of keeping the demons away, and I think this fight with four is gonna seal those demons up. Definitely, it's gonna help. It's gonna help my life in more ways than one. Yeah, mate. I'm, when you say it like that, I, you know, I can't. I can't disagree with your reasons behind it. Um, and and for those who did say you were scared, like I think you've proved that you're not scared because because this boxing match is, uh, you know, would scare a lot more people than picking a weight up in a competition. You know what I mean? You ask. You ask every man on the planet. Do you want to step in the ring with four for a million quid? I mean, some idiots might say yes. But I think the majority would just fold and be like, no, it's not worth my life. <laughs> yeah, and not after that 501 kilogram deadlift especially. Like, um, and and uh, one thing I'd like to get on is your weight loss because obviously this is going to continue now. And, and I remember after World's Strongest Man, you said, I'm going to shred up. I'm going to show people like I'm not just this. Because they were having to go to you online, the big fat guy comments yeah. and all of that. Then just as you said you would, you turn around, you've got abs and you're doing cardio and stuff like that. Uh, I, I've wanted to know this. How, how did you make that happen? Um, well, it, uh, you're completely right, mate. It was more of a point of proving I could. You know, every, I, my whole career, pretty much, I've been called a fat bastard, which it's not, it's not bothered me when I was in competition. But as soon as I won the World's Strongest Man, I was like, you know what? There's some horrible people out there that love to body shame. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Everyone said I was uh, this big, massive, fat, seferic bastard, but I knew I was a big ball of muscle. You know, it was it was yeah. functional. I had a huge belly, yeah. but I'm telling you now, you couldn't pinch an ounce of fat on my stomach. It was solid. And I suppose I just wanted to prove a point to strip up and prove that I wasn't this, you know, grotesque sort of fat mess winning the World's Strongest Man. There was, there was an athlete, a good-looking bloke underneath, and I've done that, I've proved it, and I proved it can be done. Um... And now, you know what? I've put a bit of weight back on. I've been very up and down. I, I've been, I've been part of a TV show, The Strongest Man in History. So I've ha I had to put weight back on for that show to sort of keep up with the other boys. But in all, all honesty with you, Brian, I enjoyed. I enjoy being big and strong. I enjoy being a big guy. I don't give a fuck if people call me a fat bastard. You know what? I enjoy. I'm happy with my life. I've got a great life. I've got an amazing wife and kids. Uh, uh, you know, a nice place to live. Um, but no, 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 no worries. I'm happy. So for people to body shame, like you get on with your lives. I'm not really bothered, but I proved it can be done. 
Yeah, you, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you went on a diet for that. Was there was there anything special that you did? Like, that people oh, sorry, to... I, I completely deferred the question. Um, yeah, no, I mean, kind cool. of. I, I I basically cut carbs out for a good year. I just ate nothing but meat and and you know and and sort of dairy and, and vegetables for a complete year. Uh, did lots of cardio. Lot, carried on with my weight training, and the weight fell off me. I, I think. I mean, bear in mind, I was 433 pounds in my prime. Um, the, 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 the sort of most recent where I did a transformation, I dropped down to 350 pounds. So I lost wow. 80 pounds. Is that 83 pounds Yeah. in a couple yeah. of years? Uh, it was so hard for those who don't know, that's like five over five stone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. That's yeah, nearly a person time. lost, you know? Your body's going to change a lot now because obviously boxing is just so different. Everything you're you're going to be doing, you're going to look softer, as they say in bodybuilding. You know, you're not. You're probably going to look more like a big rugby player by the time you get in there. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, look at and, Andy um, Andy Ruiz. <laughs> Ruiz, he he got. Yeah. I mean, he got absolutely blasted when he beat AJ. But you know, and then and then he became the poster boy for fucking Snickers. <laughs> I was gutted when he got back in there because I had money on him to win that night. Even though I wanted AJ to win, I had money on him, and he was. I was like, "Mate, you're just too fat now. This is taking the piss here. Like, how many Snickers have you had? Uh, like, when I'm in better shape than the heavyweight champ of the world, we know he's fucked. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, one thing I wanted to ask you about. Well, before we, before you go, because I know you haven't got long, mate. Um, you're a businessman now. You've really changed the game for strong men, and uh, this whole thing is now you're leveling it up again. Is where where is this going for you? Where's the empire that you're building headed? Because I've been fascinated by what the moves you've made. Um, I mean, my plan from day one was to win the world's strongest man and then capitalize on the back of that, which I've I've been doing. You know, I'm riding that wave hard. Uh, I've had two very successful TV shows. One of them I was meant to be filming season two right now, um, but obviously it's been postponed. Um, I've set up many many little businesses. A couple in Stoke. I've set some international ones up. Um, I think one of the main things is is getting into the sort of movie side of things, doing a lot of wheeling and dealing with directors and producers and, and, and doing some good deals. Um, the second mm. documentary is in the making in conjunction with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's, you know, and that's a big production. And then I think wow. the final and most impressive thing is for me, and it's such like, I can smile from ear to ear saying this, I am business partners with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am bringing the Arnold Classic UK to the United Kingdom uh, for wow. everyone to come and meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, to say that, to say those words from a childhood hero to to being a five-year-old kid sitting there with my jaw on the floor watching the Terminator mm. kick the shit out of 20 outlaws and you know, butt naked and then ride off on a new motorbike to now being a business partner of Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's honestly, Brian, like I have to pinch myself sometimes, mate. It because That's mental. It's it is surreal. And there's a lot more to come, mate. There's a lot more big deals to be done. And yeah, you know, I take I take great pride in in, in riding that wave on the back of Will's Strongest Man. And I will say this, and, and and I think this goes for every Will's Strongest Man, including four, is that you've got to be somewhat clever. You know, you've got to have your wits about you. You've got to have a good grasp on life. You've got to have a good grasp on business. And if you haven't, then you're going to be one of those guys that wins the Will's Strongest Man and then goes back to a normal job. And there's been plenty of those guys. And... You know, I, I'm not going to be one of those people. Now, you said that on the first documentary about you. You know, you don't want to be that guy who uh, could have won World's Strongest Man but didn't have the bottle to quit his job. And you're like, I'm, I'm going for it. And it's it's fantastic to say five years later uh, how it's going for you. And while we're on it, do you think you can get Arnold Schwarzenegger on the True Johnny podcast by any chance? Oh, you know what, mate? <laughs> I, I will... Um, Put a word in. Fucking hell. I will. I will talk to you behind the scenes. I will. I will do something for you. Yes. All right, legend, legend. I'll be. I couldn't help it. I couldn't resist that. Oh, that's fine, uh, man. No, I'd be exactly the same. He's a legend, isn't he? Absolute legend. <laughs> Mate, he's a legend, man. Oh, I remember uh, Terminator Two, and just thinking, I don't know. I'm all in on this. Like, I have the action figures, everything. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so. Lastly, uh, lockdown, you're living uh, the, the, like we all are, and can't leave the house, all this bullshit. Uh, how are you coping mentally? Because you're, you're an outdoorsy kind of guy. Um, it was tough at first. I think the first, um, well, let's take, rewind a little bit. I was out in Australia when all this kicked off. So I was out there with my dad and brother 
doing a little tour of, of Sydney and Melbourne and it all kicked off and we had to get emergency flights back to the UK and literally I think three days after I arrived back the, the UK went into lockdown and it was tough man I think everybody in the country was literally head in hands like what the fuck is going on here um, it was really hard to sort of get acclimatized with being in the house 24 7 you know me and the wife had some horrendous fallouts um, but, <laughs> and I'm bad um, biblical I've, but like I just I've just very quickly realized that I need to get into a regime so straight away within within a week I you know I've got my whiteboard out I'm writing out uh, sort of strength programs and whatever else and I'm I, honestly Brian every single day I have trained for pretty much three to four to five hours pretty much I've had I've had my rest days but just the regime just keeping busy doing my training every day and then as soon as I've done my training I'm I'm on my emails I'm doing presenting work for TV channels and other YouTube channels and stuff like that and people think it's hilarious really people think I'm just sat on my hands with nothing to do you know I'm getting so many but and I think you're the same you're getting so many yeah. requests from people thinking you're doing fuck all it's quite hilarious actually whereas actual fact honestly I like I feel now busier than I was when we weren't locked down it's it's nuts <laughs> Mate, actually the same. Like I've never had this much work in my life coming my way, you know. Yeah. Mad. Honestly, mate, uh, I'll let I'll let you go now. But I just want to wish you the best of luck for everything. I'm fully confident in you because I know what's up in your head. I know you're going to make sure that you get everything done. So when you go in that ring, oh, it's on then. You're going to oh, yeah. smash into it. It's All on. Right. And, and well, four. Everyone. This is a message for four. Just want to say, mate. Well, actually, you're not my mate. You're a prick. Um, <laughs> You started this. You know, you generally started this. Will Strongest Man 2017, you called me a cheat. Forget the deadlift. Forget our feud. You called me a cheat. And I'm going to correct that by knocking you the fuck out. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. This is this world's colliding here. This is going to be amazing. Um, if everyone hasn't already, you can subscribe to Eddie's YouTube channel. He's just hit a million subscribers. He's absolutely killing it on Thank that you. channel right now. And, uh, yeah, hit the like button. Stay subscribed to the True Geordie YouTube channel. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you later.